The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Audible sigh. The Raptors don't show up for a game in New York. Well, that's not true. They showed up and then they just kind of faded away. But here we go. New week ahead of us. Next game up is Cleveland. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hoop Ball Toronto Raptors podcast. I am here today with Kieran Smythe. Good day. And Ben Harrison. What's up, everyone? And I am Brendan Hodgins. Uh, ben, do you want to tell the people where they can find you on the interwebs? Oh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. Same thing. It's at Benny and the Raps. Kieran, same question. I'm at KDilla1981 on Instagram and at K underscore Dilla on Twitter. And you can follow us here on the podcast at Hoopball Raptors. And if for some reason you want to know what I'm saying, it's at Brendan Hodgins on Twitter. At Hoopball Raptors is both Twitter and Instagram. Me, just Twitter because I'm old. Uh, also, if you get the chance, please head on or head on over to hoop-ball.com. That's the mothership here, hoop-ball.com. That's for all your basketball needs, whether it's DFS, fantasy. Or, uh, you know, just want to make a couple of nice bets. They got it all. There's the wager pass, etc., etc. Please head on over there right now if you get the chance and check out some basketball stuff. Again, audible sigh. A lot of the same problems that we saw, you know, during that nine-game stretch where things weren't going right, kind of reared their ugly head late in this game. Kieran, is there something in particular from this one that you want to get off your chest before we get into it? Um, well, we, we've, after a few games of either winning or coming close, we're back to the 11, 11 rebound deficit. Um, so yeah, that was a big thing from this one. And then just absolutely no bench performance. Um, I saw, I don't know, I guess, I guess they decided not to play and he's still listed with injury, but I saw an article saying Rodney Hood would be back. Um, that didn't seem to be the case. And also something saying that Johnson was going to get some minutes because of the no Boucher thing. And that one also didn't happen, thankfully. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty, I mean, there's some good, like Ananobi Siakam and Van Vliet all had great games. They did, you know, fantastic. Um, Van Vliet got 11 assists. Um, we just, Lowry didn't show up, missed, uh, eight threes over eight from threes, um, he still put in some numbers, though, seven points, or sorry, seven rebounds, nine assists. So those are great numbers, but <clears throat> we sort of require him to hit some shots to win games. Um, so that hurt a lot. Um, but yeah, I know the bench was the biggest thing for us. Uh, Trent really showing that he is the second coming of Norm Powell and, you know, had a great stretch with us when he was starting. Now with everyone back, uh, he hasn't really found his rhythm coming off the bench. So um, that's a bit uh, troubling to see. Hopefully he can snap out of that. And then, um, you know, Gillespie and Flynn, you know, Gillespie looked lost out there. Minus 24 and only like under 13 minutes of play. And then uh, Flynn only got five and a half minutes and didn't even take a shot. Well, I guess he took a shot, got fouled, but uh, just not using him much. And he wasn't very aggressive out there. So overall, pretty, uh, pretty bad win outside of, you know, our three starters who we sort of expect from. 
Yeah. Uh, ben, was there something in this uh, in this matchup that you want to get into before we get, you know get into the meat of the order here? Um, yeah, like Karen said, outside of those uh, the three stars there, nobody really had a night to remember. Um, defense was definitely the problem tonight. Um, New York works at, I think, the slowest pace in the league. Um, like, they have the fewest amount of possessions per game. and um, But it just doesn't matter when you let them shoot 50% from deep, and I think they were almost 60% from the floor. Um, your oh, possession totals And to be fair, there was a point. horseshoe up somewhere for that uh, mm-hmm. some of those shots. Yeah, no kidding, especially R.J. Barrett there in the fourth. He did it again in the fourth quarter. Same thing last game, right? Uh, he just caught fire. Um, um, well, sorry, I guess he is left-handed. I thought one of them was more ridiculous than it was. I didn't know he was left-handed. Anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, defense was pretty weak. Um, yeah, we got scorched on the boards. We only had 33, which is, like, really bad even by our standards. Um, they did bring up the assist numbers. Like, we had 31 assists on 36 made field goals, which is pretty nuts. Um but I guess that's kind of what you're gaining and giving up when you lose Chris Boucher and bring back two six-foot guards, you know, to take his minutes. So so it is what it is. Um, yeah, there were some good things. Um, yeah, they were really good with, like, the drive and kick play tonight, um, finding those open shooters. Um, that's kind of what led to those high assist numbers. I think Freddie and Lowry had 20 between them, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty good. Freddie got real hot. Um, uh, in the second quarter, especially, but uh, but yeah, not a great uh, not a great game. Yeah, the bench was really short as well, like Kieran said. I guess that's because the game was relatively close for most of it. But um, and it kind of when he did put in the bench players for the start of that fourth quarter, that's when the game kind of got out of hand. So mm-hmm. you got to do what you got to do. But uh, yeah, not a great game for sure. Yeah, this was a big standout. Gillespie was sort of. I think he what, got one rebound, one offensive rebound. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he had, up until now, he's sort of been doing what we expect, you know, getting a basket or two and getting some rebounds. This one, he just uh, didn't look like himself out there. Um, Birch had a solid game, though. Um, yep. You know, four for five. He took, when the only thing he missed was his one three, but he only took one. Um, three offensive rebounds, seven in I total. I saw him take that three, and I was just like, I can just see Kieran standing <laughs> up right now and yelling at the TV because he bricked it, too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, solid game from him. He did sort of what we expect from him. We don't really, you know, expect him to put up huge numbers and offensively. Um, so, yeah, he gave us a few extra possessions and things like that. So, um, so that was good. Uh, Trent, it seems, like unless we're running a set play with him, uh, he's shooting it. You know, if he gets the ball oh, in just yeah. a random play, he's either shooting it or he's driving and taking a tough shot. Like, get a couple of really bad misses yesterday. I think one is pretty first, sure the uh, the three baskets yeah. that weren't assisted on were all Gary Trent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. would have been. Um, well, I guess he took two, or he had two, so maybe one other, but still, <laughs> yeah. for sure, they're his. Um, but yeah, he hit that like the first. I think the first three he took was just terrible off the like just to the left of the net, hit the back of the backboard kind of thing. And then uh, another one later on, he um, just drove, took like a little fade from the middle of the key, airballed it. So, I mean, he's just taking tough shots because, like, I don't know, he just, you know, once he starts, he's just not like, you know, um, Van Vliet, run around the basket like we've talked about, go under, come all the way back out. He needs to learn that a little bit because, uh, 
we don't well he's a rhythm shooter like we kind of talked about this the last time where you know like we said he had the 25 shots in the game before Mm -hmm. uh and like he didn't have a great percentage but like his percentage in the second half was probably like 70 his percentage in the first half was like five yeah once he gets going kind of needs to get his shot going so he's going to miss a few but if he's only playing like 12 minutes that he's he's never going to find his rhythm that's true. Um, yeah, and this one we we didn't have Boucher, of course, and that I think that hurt us quite a bit because he's been getting like double digit rebounds the last few games with uh, the other big guys out there. So um, definitely been missed, and definitely you know would have helped us a bit on offense too, which we were sort of lacking on the bench. So uh, I think this game we really saw how sort of how when he's on, you know, how much of a factor Chris Boucher can be, especially with a full healthy lineup. So. Yeah, and just on the note of Chris Boucher, so it's an MCL, which is a medial collateral uh, ligament sprain. It's They did an MRI, and there was no significant damage, so there's no major tear, but a sprain essentially means that you've torn a ligament in some, some such matter. It might, yeah. it might just be a slight tear. Um, the thing is with this kind of injury is that there's no real... Like, it could be he's back in two weeks, could be back in two months. Yeah. So usually it happens when uh, you're, like, flexing or extending and someone bumps into, like, like he if he got, went up for a rebound, landed on it with it extended, and someone hit him at the same time. That's kind of, like, when this sort of injury happens. Yeah. And I think that pretty much exactly how it happened. Uh, they're going to reevaluate him when they come back from the next trip, I think. I think it's in, like... Uh, not it was three games from before this one so after the uh, I think the Denver game after they'll uh, they'll have a look they'll have a look at him okay. and uh, we'll see if he you know it's going to be back sooner or later but you know also when you're you know built like he is these types of injuries don't uh, don't tend to heal all that quickly so yeah it's just enough of a tear that you don't know if you can drop him in fantasy or not before the playoffs it's wonderful <laughs> ben you should drop him man you you, you gotta help me out here man <laughs> I, I just guess, need I you guess. to take three categories <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see just so you know everybody i'm battling for a um uh what's it called a buy right here but i'm only one game up on the other two guys that are also battling for a buy ben's playing one of them and he's getting crushed. So if he could show up, yeah, it's been murderer's role for me though. Here I got I LeBron All James, Jamal are. Murray, Chris Boucher, Rashawn Holmes. Like it's uh, it's a hospital ward, my team. But you're in whatever. Only need to. Uh, and just so yeah, everybody out there, by. if you're in head to head and uh, you have a guy that's injured and you need to win, you essentially have to drop him, even if he is a you know big name. You know, you don't want to drop a first round value if you think he's going to be back the next week. But like, if there's a guy that he's two weeks out, this is uh, this is the time to shine. So, might be time to drop those guys. Uh, back to Raptors. Um, mm. Kieran, yeah. So you talked a little bit about Gillespie and Birch. Uh, there was kind of a. I'm not sure if you guys saw this. It was in like the first quarter. Uh, Freddie dished. Okay, so Freddie Van Fleet, Freddie. First Freddie, New Freddy. dished the second Freddie, and Freddie kind of uh, second <laughs> Freddie sort of took a like. Gary Trent style shot that it, it missed, but he was only about like three or four feet out from the net. And then it went to uh, like commercial break right afterwards. Yeah, and then saw you that. saw uh, Van Fleet coaching Gillespie right afterwards, being like, no, no. So when you get that, you want to take a step actually into the court and then pop it from there because you get the, the benefit of the backboard. Did mm-hmm. you guys see uh, see that moment? Yeah. 
I would have told his point guard to just mind his business and stay in his lane. <laughs> but, uh, Put that ball where I need it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you giving it to me out there? Um, yeah, no, that was a pretty cool moment. They talked about that. And uh, yeah, no, that's good to see. Um, especially yeah, a young guy like that. Never really been in the NBA. So, uh, you know, any bit of coaching helps. And that's better than like, you know, talking to him later or showing him video or something. That's right in the moment. And uh, yeah, and can be touched on later by the actual coach. But uh, yeah, no, it was nice to see. And that's kind of what you expect. That's why you get veterans on your team, right? Guys who've been veterans. In. I think he's in like his third year, but that's the Raptors these days, right? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a, a Raptors veteran now. He's been through a championship with us and all that, and uh, um, yeah, just a veteran in relative to Gillespie, who's <laughs> yeah just treading, touching it in his first taste of the NBA. So um, yeah, well, he, knows he is that. a senior, Fred Van Vliet, senior. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize uh, new Freddie. He came a long way. He was a Division three player eh, in college. Like he is yeah. not supposed to be here. He's living it up right he, now. Yeah, he played for Carlton in like Pennsylvania or something like that. And when I first heard Carlton, I'm like, wait a second, like Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> played no, for no. Dave Smart. Get out of here. Yeah. But uh, also, uh, we've been uh, referring to him wrong. Apparently, uh, Lowry would prefer to be called Doctor Lowry now. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, he got the. Uh, they gave him a doctorate at. Uh, yeah, in humanities. Uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, the University of the East, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Doctor Lowry. Acadia, yeah. Yeah, good for him. They yeah. certainly said it like twenty-three times during the broadcast, <laughs> but whatever. Well, you know, they gotta have fun, especially on a game where it's looking a little rough. Uh, you know. Well, did you see the video of? Um, of the rookie hazing or initiation or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? They had, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Freddie even started dancing and everything. That was wonderful. <laughs> I have to look that one up. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, good to see in this game uh, a little bit of, like, the way the offense was working with the assists, like Ben, you were saying. Uh, and the, the, the reason, you know, pretty much the reason why the Raptors lost was exactly what, Ben, you were talking about there and the way that New York likes to slow down the game. Um, because, like, what, the Raptors had only 14 fast break points, which is, you know, more than what the Knicks had. They only had six, but usually that's, you know, more in the 20s. And the Raptors only had, what, seven turnovers? So, like, they were playing the game that they kind of wanted to play, but then New York, every single time, just slows it down, and then we're, they were just hitting these yeah. ridiculous fadeaways as the buzzer. Like, you heard the buzzer go right after they put it up, and Derek mm-hmm. Rose was hitting just, like, every shot he took. So, yeah. Well, this is Julius one of those Randall, we just had no answer for him, right? Like, he was just oh, hitting tough yeah. shots. Yeah, he, was, he, was he five for nine from three or yeah, something along yeah. those lines? Like yeah, 70 Um but we um we were doing some all right defense on him like we were forcing the ball uh, double teaming him and things like that. But uh, five for seven, um, he just yeah just wasn't missing shots, hitting tough shots. I saw this one replay where he like drove past two guys, another two guys came to help, and he got it over one of the guys that did a layup. And I was like, that's our whole team. He just went through our whole team. I didn't. It was a close <laughs> up, so I couldn't see who everyone else was. But like that was our entire team. And so, what are you gonna do if they're gonna shoot that well? Um, and, you know, they had a few open looks, but, like, we did play some decent defense. It wasn't a terrible defensive game. They were hitting a lot of tough well, shots. So well, we were bringing them to the end of the shot clock yeah. on most possessions, and they were just hitting, like, the, the fadeaway, the yeah. fadeaway jumpers. Yeah, like, they're not, no like, shot. That's the shot you want those guys to take, but they were hitting them. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the Knicks are, like, you know, when you're on fire, you're just on fire, right? Yeah. 
Um, another funny stat moment from this game. So the Raptors, I believe, had three blocks and the Knicks had four blocks. And I'm pretty sure it was Ken Birch had three blocks and Nerland Noel had four blocks. It was one guy on each team that had all the stats in that category. Uh, no, Larry got a block. Larry, Larry got a block. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Come Nerland's on. Nerland's had the big one too at the end when he um, Siakam went up for the big dunk yeah. and no, uh, Nerland's just stuffed it in his face and that kind of put an end to the any kind of run we were putting together. And I don't even think we scored after that. It really yeah, shut I them saw down. That one. So. He yeah. did that to Siakam like two times in a row I think Siakam went up for a layup right before that and he also uh, put it right down he just came off the baseline out of nowhere but that's the kind of defense you're going to get out of New Orleans and it's also like the Knicks are a big team they essentially match up perfectly against the Raptors as we've always had problems with big teams and rebounding right so mm-hmm. didn't yeah, uh... especially he's just a huge huge guy out there and he's definitely going to win the most improved player of the season and uh, now that he can pull up from anywhere, like you said, he was five from seven from deep. Uh, but yeah, like Pascal um, was on him one on one a lot of times, and he was just completely overmatched by that size. So mm-hmm. there was one time early in the game where Pascal like tried to press up on him because he was hitting those threes, and forgot, I guess, that Randall's also left-handed, and he just made one move to his left, and he just right to the basket, like he was gone. Like it looked. Yeah. Did you see the? Did you, did you see, though, you got to love Kyle Lowry. He took a charge on Randall, which just mm-hmm. looks painful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, that was yeah. one of his four turnovers. Yeah. The only one that didn't come as a result of a uh, double team. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, he, he drove and then dished it off to for a three. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was when Bullock was hitting every one of his threes. Gosh darn Knicks and their horseshoes. It was crazy. Yeah. When Reggie Bullock is cooking you, yeah, you know something's going on. But. <laughs> Well, and Obi Toppin, this guy, um, I was reading <laughs> some, yeah, yeah. some article I was reading about and saying, I forget what the number was, but he'd not hit or made or took whatever it was, many threes up until now. He went three for four tonight. And then they said something to the effect of it wouldn't be a Raptors game without some opposing team's rando getting hot, you know. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, like it's always just some guy who's for no reason is killing it this game and brings it. We need to find a guy like Derrick Rose to get coming off the bench, though, because that, that's crazy. Like, this, this is yeah, a solid next team. former MVP, and it wasn't that long ago that he won the MVP. That, yeah. guy, that guy starts on most, most teams. He right? could start yeah, on this team. I ago. think it's a conscious decision to be like, nah, yeah. we're going to, you know, put you in. When, like, Peyton got way more minutes than Peyton did. He just getting it yeah. from off the bench, right? So I think... Uh, and they also have Emmanuel quickly. Like, they have three guards that yeah. they can use pretty much at any time. But yeah. part of that decision too is he was just getting going and then he uh got put in the protocols there for a little bit i think he's just finally getting over it kind of like an ananobi and a siakam so right that's why he's you know but you're right like he's the perfect guy to come off the bench because he can run an offense mm-hmm. yeah whenever it starts slowing down for you you can just yeah throw him back out there and he's put you right back into it he can create he can you know get assists it's uh yeah and that's what sucks about losing chris boucher right because now you can't uh, they're not really going to be staggering Lowry and Van Fleet anymore. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to see much more of that two guard lineup instead of having uh, the two bigs, right? Boucher and Birch. So, unfortunate timing. And it, it, the unfortunate thing uh, on that same note, like we were talking about Flynn, like how he, you know, saw less minutes and he did less with his minutes. It kind of seems like he's the sort of guy that likes to be. He wants to take charge when he's out there, but he's always going to defer to the other two guards. Right. 
So like he plays differently when they're out there. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he lets them do more of the heavy lifting. Yeah, and he just kind of like stays off. He had one really bad turnover as well where he like he just lost control of the dribble. Yeah, Lowry, I think well, I think Lowry passed it to him and then it just yeah, immediately into someone's hands and Yeah, Derek Rose took it down and yeah, scored. Easy basket. And, like, that was one of those moments where it's like every time like the Raptors would take the lead briefly and then just have two bad offensive uh possessions and the Knicks scored on all theirs, right? So mm-hmm. that's what's going that's what's going to kill you. Uh, all right, we're gonna have a little, little something a little different here, uh, some little, uh, some fun, because you know we're grumpy and old. Um, <laughs> guys, I saw something online. I think it was the locker room uh, app that they were putting out there. What is your favorite nickname in sports, sports history? So like any time, uh, Ben, I'll start with you. When you think of like whatever, what what name comes to mind when you want to, you know. Put something out there. Yeah, well, uh, there's a few, I guess. You said us this question, so I had to think about it because it was a fun one. Uh, the first one that always comes to my mind is uh, William Perry, better known as the fridge or the refrigerator, because that's exactly what he looked like, and it was just the perfect <laughs> nickname for him. He bought into it, too. Um, there's tons of ads of him, like, standing with, a fr- like, an actual fridge beside him, like, smiling. Oh, sure, yeah. He was up, like a Maytag yeah. uh, salesman or whatever. <laughs> yeah, spokesman. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, baseball, I think, really takes the cake in this category. Like, they have so many good ones. Um, the Salt in the Squad for Babe Ruth. Uh, Pete Rose was Charlie Hustle. The Yankee Clipper. Um, yeah, so baseball, I think, has the best ones overall. But if I had to pick a basketball one, since we are a basketball podcast, I'd have to go with either uh, Big Shot Bob, Mr. Robert Horry, or Tim Duncan, the big fundamental, because that just... Uh, Really describes his entire career in the NBA. <laughs> How freaking boring it was to watch Tim Duncan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine him like being an ESPN commentator now that he's retired? It'd be just awful. <laughs> um, uh, Kieran, your favorite nickname for uh, sports in history? Um, I kind of stuck to yeah, NBA just to, to keep it on theme, but uh, there's yeah, tons out there. Um, for me, I liked, uh, well, just my favorite players, so I always liked their names, but uh, the Glove and the Rain Man from, uh, so Gary Payton and, uh, yeah. and Sean Kemp, but I always liked the Glove as a nickname just because it was so fitting for him and he just, you know, snatch up anything. Um, I always liked the Admiral, uh, you know, Tim Duncan's teammate there at the start of his career. But I just thought that was oh, a great right. nickname for him and uh, for David Robinson, for those who don't know. And, uh, yeah, it just suited him. He was also, you know, in the Navy, I guess, and all that. But, uh, yeah, it just fitted. He was just sort of like this big, imposing character and just a monster uh, center back in the day. Um, for Raptors, probably be Mighty Mouse, our first sort of star yeah, we had in our team. I remember that. Damon Stoudemire back in the day. But, uh, yeah, what about you? Oh, there's some good ones. I'll start with a couple outside the NBA, but this is also going to date me a little bit. Uh, the Nigerian Nightmare, Christian Okoye from uh, <laughs> the 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 Chiefs. Okay. He only had like a couple of seasons, but that's just a great nickname. Like mm-hmm. he going up against somebody. Uh, baseball, the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was a J for a little bit, so it's sort of on theme. And then if uh, there was what Gary. This is his nickname. His name is Gary Harris. His nickname was Gary, Gary Harris, Harris. 
It's Gary okay. Harris was his nickname. Yeah, I don't know how it worked, but it was just one of those things where literally they called him Gary and then they put it in the quotation marks, Gary Harris, Harris. Okay. Is that boring of a guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't think you know uh, how nicknames And then uh, for current current NBA, I uh, got to go with the Time Lord. Time Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Robert Williams from, yeah. Um, what's it called, uh, the Celtics. So I guess when he first got drafted, he like missed one or uh, an, uh, a press interview, and then he was late to something else. So the like the national media started being like, "Oh, does he have the culture to be in the NBA?" Blah blah. Obviously, yeah. like he's not taking it seriously. But the Celtics, the Celtic media, and the Celtic fans knew that. Like, no, he he just missed. Like, this is just a coincidence, essentially. So they gave him the nickname. The okay. Time Lord. And there's actually an interview with him where he's just like, I have no idea where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty just, funny. I, I like just it. want to play basketball, and yeah. now I'm the Time Lord. And it was like sort Run of being like, yeah, they were making fun of the national media for making a big deal out of something that wasn't a big deal. Right. But yeah. Well, Kieran mentioned the Admiral. I saw a funny, uh, a funny thing on him the other day. Back in like 1988 or whatever it was, um, you know, before guys had heard of rest days and and time management or whatever the hell load management. Um, uh, he scored 71 points in the final game of the season just so he could secure the, uh, the scoring title over Shaq. Oh yeah. Over Shaq. Okay. So I guess it was later in the 88, but yeah. Yeah. It was the last game of the season. Yeah. Probably meant nothing. Right. But he still goes out and does that. He had like 25 rebounds or something ridiculous too. Like they essentially just gave him the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're like doing this Kobe with two pointers, right? The like, Raptors. imagine the buckets. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Well, that you know, every now and then we can have some fun, even if we're grumpy. Uh, <laughs> moving on here, uh, Ben, it's Chef's Corner, buddy. Who you got on mm-hmm. the on the docket here for betting? Oh yeah, we got a pretty full day today. It's Sunday, the twenty uh, fifth. Uh, oh, actually, the first thing I wanted to do: big shout out to Ontario native Brooke Henderson. She just uh, took nice. home her tenth win of her young career on the LGPGA. Yeah, a true rock star, that young lady. Very nice. Excellent stuff from her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, Smith Falls. Uh, yeah, for your Smith Falls. That's right. One of the many great things to come out of there. But. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, if you if you're in the region, you know what I mean. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, for betting today, um, yeah. So with all your bets this time of year, especially in this season, you really want to wait until like pretty close to tip off before you put any money down. Um, there's just so many guys sitting out with like no notice, no reason, and it's not even just on the tanking team. So you gotta be, you gotta be pretty careful. Though you can get like better odds if you go earlier in the day and want to roll the dice, but that's up to you. Um, a good example of that is today we got Phoenix versus Cleveland, or sorry, Phoenix versus Brooklyn. Um, Kevin Durant looks like he should be back, but he's a game time decision, and it's Kevin Durant, so. You never really know. It's um, it's pretty much about even money right now in Phoenix. Um, if KD doesn't go, I'd definitely hop on the Suns. Um, same kind of thing for Indiana and Orlando Orlando today. Miles um, Turner is definitely out, and Sabonis is a game-time decision. So if they don't have either one of their centers, you can get a little crazy and uh, and bet on Orlando. They're 2-1 to one dogs right now, but uh, they have lost 9-10, to 10, so... 
So uh, that's a little bit more trouble. Um, and then a couple safer plays. There's uh, Portland against Memphis. Um, it's a four-and-a-half-point spread for Portland. They just got Dame, uh, Damian Lillard back, um, even though they lost 8-10, of so the spread's a little low. Um, Jaron Jackson just came back from his injury from Memphis, but he's going to be sitting this out, so I definitely like Portland to beat up on that, uh, on that spread. And... Um, uh, one other one for today, it's a pretty busy day, is um, Milwaukee against Atlanta. Um, it's only a six-point spread in the Bucks' favor, which is uh, a little low in my opinion, especially with, you know, Trey Young is obviously going to be out for a while, and they were already pretty shorthanded in, in Atlanta. Um, so I think Milwaukee makes pretty short work of this one, probably double digits uh, by, its, by the time it's over. Um, and uh, speaking of Milwaukee, yeah, looking at the uh, the championship odds, if you like your future plays, they're pretty good value right now. It's only it's eight to one odds for the Bucks to uh, to take home the Larry O'Brien, and they've really been the only healthy contender this year. So I kind of like that play a lot. I'm gonna be putting down, I think myself. And that is your Chef's Corner for Sunday afternoon. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah. Um... It's ballsy taking a team out of the East. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But, yeah, just with the injuries and everything, I don't know. We'll see. Milwaukee's got to get it done eventually, right? Or they have to break something up there. But. I think, like, what, like two, maybe three teams in the East would be in the top uh, eight if they were in the West as far as records mm-hmm. go. So Yeah. Yeah, just Philly and, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they'd be beating on. They wouldn't be beating up on all the the weak East teams. They'd have to to earn that like, their record that they got now. So, yeah, uh, they wouldn't get to play the Raptors all the time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, with uh, with the guys back, it's going to be interesting to see how they play out this week. I think there's a five and seven coming up uh, after you know just the two in seven that just yeah. just transpired. We're back to the back. Uh, it starts Monday. Yeah, with uh, Cleveland. Which you know, again, we already talked about. That's a very winnable game. Um, that's not. That's not though, especially like with them being behind <laughs> us in the rankings. Like, come I'm on. pretty sure Cleveland's going to do everything they can to make sure the Raptors win this game. So even if they do just play their, uh, you know, if if the Raptors rest everybody, if they go back into that mode, I I don't think uh, I, I still don't think it's going to happen. And then, but here's when it doesn't matter if you're purposely tanking uh, tanking or if it's the passive tank the uh, it gets pretty rough you know you have denver nets then denver yeah yeah nets Brooklyn. denver and then i'm pretty sure it's is it la or is uh, it utah, utah? Then, yeah, LA utah then la for back to back saturday sunday next weekend yeah all on the road all on the west coast so like that's late games yep and the clippers Nine, then the ten, wizards ten. So I mean, yeah, it's this is this is when we're gonna see the the, the big drop, I think. Yeah. And if we don't, then yeah, I don't like, even know what to say to these guys. Like, yeah, there's well, yeah. no there's no easy stops either. Like Kevin Durant should be back, like I said. Uh, James Harden might be back for Brooklyn. Donovan Mitchell should be back for Utah. And I heard today even LeBron might be back by the time we get to them on Sunday. So. Yeah, and Anthony. Nah, Davis no free lunches. Back. Yeah, and that's just this week. And I think next week it's not exactly, uh, you know, yeah, they play the Clippers on Tuesday. Yeah, the Clippers and the Wizards, who are, that's a big game for us, depending on how we're sitting by then. But uh, they've been really, 
taken off lately too. So they're nine and one in the last ten. They've won right. seven straight. Like yeah, yeah they uh, you know. And that's the thing. Like everybody was, you know, down on Russell Westbrook all year, but when that guy wants to play, especially with a Bradley Beal beside him, like they're mm-hmm. they're dynamite. They can be, but those like those moments when he costs you the game. Yeah. That when that happens in the playoffs, you know, that's a different. Oh story. yeah, no, we're we're all very acquainted with the Russell Westbrook story. Like, yeah. He, <laughs> doesn't matter who he's playing with; he's taking thirty shots a game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know, think he's like the all time worst like uh shooter like shooting percentage from three for the guy who's taken whatever ten thousand in his career like, <laughs> by far <laughs> yeah he likes to take the steph curry three but while covered and while off his back foot mm-hmm. like, it's the weirdest the, the, such an athletic guy and you're just like what are, why why well he's playing like you know playground basketball where it's just like yeah i think i'm the man i'm gonna come up here and just chuck this shot like for no reason yeah, he plays like the NFL blitz version of uh, yeah. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to think that game's not going to age too well, though, whenever he loses some of the hops. But Well, yeah, yeah and like, I think people were kind of saying that over the last couple of years, but the, he's looking good right now. Yeah. Like, when he's on, he's on. Yeah. But, you know, how long can he keep it up? Exactly. Like, he gets a triple-double every game, but it's pretty much pushing other guys out of the way to get it. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, just let your center get the rebound. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I did see that stat. Uh, He's, over the last five years, he has something like 160 triple-doubles. And the next closest team total for a whole team is, like, 55. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. He certainly seems to be going for that, like, that headline for when his career is over. It'd be like, yeah, well, come see me when you got 8,000 triple-doubles. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like one of those things, right? Like Hori has what, like nine rings or something along those lines. Yeah, seven big shot, Bob. But everybody remembers Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson <laughs> and Michael and Michael. <laughs> different reasons, slightly different reasons. But uh, yeah, so Raptors tough schedule coming up, like we were just talking about. So you know, after Cleveland, it turns into quite the uh, you know quite the West Coast trail there. We'll see what happens if they can pull out a couple of victories. Then, yeah, no, they have a shot at making it into the play-in here. But, uh, you know, they're sitting a half game. Or they're currently tied with Chicago, but Chicago has the tiebreaker. And, you know, the, the Washington is a game and a half up, and they have much easier schedules. So not looking fantastic. They kind of needed this Knicks win. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there when we get there. Uh, Kieran, thank you very much uh, for coming out here today. We'll see you next time. Ben, same thing. Always a pleasure. You as well. Happy birthday, sir. Oh, not quite yet, but it's coming up there, bud. <laughs> 34 and so much more. <laughs> right uh, everybody out there, we hope you have a wonderful day on this grizzly gray afternoon. And thank you, B, as always. We love you. Have a good one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Mm-hmm.